This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All right. Uh, now, I wanted to pivot uh, to talk about somebody who's talking, and that person who's talking about the talk is Sharon Osborne. Sharon Osborne, Sharon Things. I see what you're doing there. Thanks. Um, anyway, she did this exclusive interview with the Daily Mail, which is interesting. So I'm going to guide you down the walkway here, okay. Bradley Trainer, because um, what was who was like the person adjacent to the thing that got Sharon Osborne in the biggest trouble? Uh, Meghan Markle and Piers Morgan, her friend Piers Morgan. Yeah, Piers Morgan writes for the Daily Mail. The Daily Mail has the exclusive interview with Sharon oh. Osborne. Also, you don't even have to go that far. She works for the Daily Mail now. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Now she works for the Daily She's Mail. She's an exclusive correspondent I forgot or about columnist that. or commentator. That was the big news last week yeah. was that she'd signed on to do that. So sure enough, here we go. We're going to get all of the information straight from Sharon Osborne's mouth. Uh, in this exclusive interview with the her, Daily Mail, her column slash uh, TV show or whatever she's going to do over their web series, Sharon with Sharon. I know. And if they're not, guys, call us. We've got ideas. Um, Bradley, did you watch the actual interview? Yeah. Okay, so I didn't actually watch the interview. I read the report of the report because I didn't feel like <laughs> talking back to my computer screen yesterday. Yeah. Um, I'm going to just, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to let you tell us what, uh, what stuck out to you from that interview. I mean, frankly, I will just say that Sharon Osborne, and you know, we could have played that, except I don't know now I wouldn't suggest it because I don't think she drops any bombs. But you never know with Sharon Osborne. Knowing Sharon though. Osborne, but I would say she just sounds as, um, unhinged as she normally does. This is all about her being the victim of CBS. It's the same exact tired old script that she squawked about in the aftermath she has learned nothing she thinks that everything was planned and manipulated it's the same thing like they they threw carrie on anaba under the bus one week and then everybody got together and said we're never going to let this happen to each other again apparently she alleges that carrie Ananaba was was led to ask a question which uh, got her some blowback, and then everybody got together and was like, we're going to support each other, and then she feels like she got stabbed in the back again when she was asked about her friend, Piers Morgan, uh, having opinions and attitudes and thoughts about Meghan Markle that most of the world were horrified by. Um, it's just, it's the same old stuff. And I imagine, I imagine this is, and this was just a piece of the, of the full interview. What I do love is that the Daily Mail... Uh, you know, they have a television outlet. I don't know who and like, I don't know where you can see this, but it's Daily Mail TV. And so they had like an actual guy show up host who's like, yeah, we got this exclusive interview. And I'm like, well, it's not exclusive because she works for you people, but whatever. Mm-hmm. They send this lady and he's like, also ain't nothing about it exclusive because this lady been talking out yeah, of there's every nothing, side There's of literally her mouth. nothing exclusive about this right. interview. 
Uh, the reporter who she's like this exclu- this reporter got this exclusive interview and she did a great job. And then the reporter's just like, so what happened? And then Sharon goes on her diatribe. And then the host is like, oh, you did a great job getting that hard hitting, super exclusive interview. And she's like, that's, you know, just the beginning, Bob. And so there will be pieces of this, I imagine, that are doled out over time to sort of tell her side of the story. But it's it brings up all the tired tropes. It's cancel culture. It's mm-hmm. she was blindsided. It was um, a lamb led to the slaughter. Like all of the tired, tired. She was set up. Yeah. They, you know, they had agreed that they wouldn't do this, and it, there was somebody in the production room that wanted to stir the pot. I mean, there's. It's like every single. It is everything but taking responsibility. For anything. Yeah. And I don't know that. I mean, it, it serves Sharon to not do that because that would just end the story. If you just said, like, oh, I can see why you would be frustrated with the way I handled this conversation. That's my bad. I'm going to do better. Then it's like, okay. And you move on. Right. But the fact that she's still squawking about being a victim in this case, when everybody else has moved on. Now, the one thing I will say was interesting in this piece of the interview that she did with the Daily Mail is that she had nice things to say about Jerry O'Connell. She's like, they'll he'll kick their butts. Okay, so that was actually super interesting. Um, she is a big fan of his, and apparently he's a big fan right back. Yeah, he had um, sent her a note. Yeah, he did send her a note. So uh, Jerry O'Connell, her replacement on the talks, sent a message to Sharon that says, because the Daily Mail has that exclusively because she, she showed it to them. It to them. Yeah. Sharon, Jerry O'Connell here. I love you and everyone knows no one can, quote, replace you because you are, all capitals, the best. Always around if you want to talk and know you are very, very missed around here by, all caps, all. Love to the family. Yeah, yours, Jerry O'Connell. A bunch of other people that aren't. But yeah, nice try. Right? I just sort of, well... Listen, I just think Jerry O'Connell is trying to cover all of his bases and be... Well, he's in an awkward place. I mean, yeah, you come sure. in following Sharon Osbourne, you don't want to be like the pot... You you want to be like, I didn't have nothing to do with this. But like, for who? Right? Like, I understand being, you know, wanting to sort of set yourself apart in that way, but to directly reach out to Sharon Osbourne and maybe they have a friendship. I don't know, yeah, but whatever. Know. It's... You know, maybe he is trying to cover his own A so that she doesn't badmouth him on her um, press tour. Yeah. Or Um, he just feels entitled. Like, I imagine, again, when you're at the level of a Jerry O'Connell and you're now taking on this job, you feel like, "Ah, you know, the right thing is to reach out to Sharon Mm. so she knows that this is not personal. Yeah, I mean, right. I imagine celebrities at that level feel like it's important for them to do things like that. So I wouldn't be surprised. What do we know? But also another thing we learned from Sharon in this interview with the Daily Mail is that she has been getting death threats. And uh, she felt <laughs> that she was subjected to so much trauma that it was her old co-host and creator of the talk, Sarah Gilbert, who recommended to her getting a certain type of therapy called ketamine therapy. Where in small doses, she was given ketamine to help her deal with the anxiety and depression around this whole incident. I mean, sure. I I imagine there was a lot of anxiety. I think a lot of what has led Sharon to where she's at is probably a lot of untreated issues. Because Mm -hmm. I think someone who has maybe dealt with those things 
maybe wouldn't be reacting in this way. I don't know. I it's I don't want to diagnose Sharon and I don't want to no. you know say what people should and shouldn't do, but but I know in my life if I am reacting in an unhealthy way to something, it's probably because there's something I haven't dealt with. Right. Well, and to that end actually, she is um we are going to see all that she has dealt with because she and Ozzy are working together on uh, a series on a oh. number of different things. Oh. I know. Mm-hmm. She uh, Can we just also, I'm sorry, finish. And then well, I- so she's there. Not only are they going to be working on a podcast together, but she and Ozzy are also in the early stages of planning a biopic about their relationship. Uh, she says, it's a movie about Ozzy's in my life, how we came together in the early days in our volatile relationship, all the fights, all the makeups, all the fights, all the arrests, all the everything. And it's a love story, which doesn't that just sound... Well, and frankly, I'd watch that and I'm interested because I do think they have a very interesting relationship and occupy a very specific place in history. But um, that doesn't give you an excuse to just light a match to the talk and run away. Right. You know, you can do both, honey, and be responsible. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, what is the food you love so much you literally evangelize it? You would put it in people's Halloween bags. 651-641-1071.